1: Good morning, everyone! Welcome back to another edition of the show. It is episode 294, and I'm joined once again with Kyle Klingman. It is April 6th, 2022, and uh, big film just dropped today. Kyle, did you know that?
2: Yeah, I did. I've been uh, watching a lot of the clips on social media, hearing about it from you. I'm I'm stoked to watch it, but there's been a lot of great films dropping here in the last few weeks, and I caught up on two. Yesterday and uh, really enjoyed both. So, what'd you watch? You. I watched the Jenna Briquette, and I watched the Stanford Resurrection. Documentaries.
1: Oh, how fitting! Yeah, great it segue. Great segue. Fight of Your Life dropped today. Um, really, uh, a really, really good and, and relevant and important film. But yeah, you mentioned the Resurrection, and I think that ties in really well with our guest for today. It's Real Woods. He was an All American for Stanford this last year, placing sixth. At 141 pounds, and uh, he's joining us from like the stratosphere, I guess, somewhere in outer space. But real, how are you today?
0: I'm doing well. How are awesome.
1: you? I'm great, man. I'm great. Thanks for joining us. Um, Cal said he watched the resurrection. You lived it, right? I know. I asked you off, off, off air. Um, you hadn't you'd seen a little bit or maybe some clips here and there, but you haven't seen the full film. But that doesn't matter because you, you, you lived it. So I just kind of want to. We don't have to dive into everything, but. I do have some questions. Like, you have the great perspective. When do you remember hearing, I'm guessing it's a vivid memory, maybe not, that, hey, the program's going to be dropped. And, like, what what did you think and feel? And how how was that moment for you or days or months or, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I was back home, and I was just training at our local MMA gym Jackson's MMA shout yeah. out. Yeah. They're, the, they're the best out there. But uh man I was I was actually walking into the facility and then I got a text in our team group chat that we have a urgent mandatory meeting that we have to get on this Zoom for. Um and so I'm just, you know, obviously clueless, jump on the Zoom meeting and our coaches tell us that there's about to be a school-wide, well, eleven sports-wide uh, meeting with all the athletic committee, and they're making a decision to drop our program. And uh, it was in the time; it was really very much of a shock, and I it, it was difficult to process at the beginning. Um, obviously, I was I was devastated but I didn't really let it process. So, it, so over the course of the following months, it started to sink in and I started to realize what it means and, and it hurt more and more, you know. It was, it was heartbreaking. Uh, Stanford is, is my dream, you know, and it had been my dream my whole life and I finally got there and I felt like I was, you know, fulfilling that dream and then uh, it was just taken from me. You know, it was taken from all of us and my teammates and who worked so, so hard to get there. So it uh, man, it was just heartbreaking, to say the least.
1: Yeah. Um, And I've seen the real story. I don't know if people haven't. There's a a story about you and your journey to Stanford. Right. Um, a, A film type project and knowing how important it was for you to. How important Stanford was, and going there and being able to wrestle and get an education from one of the most prestigious schools in the country—obviously shocking. Was there any part in the back of your head, like when you got this news, did you think that's going to happen, or was was the back of your head like, "Man, there's a way out of this"? And there, what eventually did happen? Did you think that could happen?
0: So, I mean, I had to ask ask around, ask my coaches, ask uh, just people. Within the Stanford community, if asked that question, exactly, if you know, if it was possible to bring us back, if it was, uh, if it was just completely a done deal, uh, what that looked like, and initially they, you know, they said that it's done. They thought about this for a while. This is a, this is something that they've just slowly been planning, and uh, that it was a done deal. So, first, you know, I was it was just i was distraught and there's i was like i had no i had no fight i would know you know i i want to ha- feel like i have a fight in this and i had no fight to give because there wasn't that opportunity and then uh keep stanford wrestling came along and and you know it brought about the belief that like there is cuz i'm a single you know i'm just a single wrestler on the team i didn't think that there was much that uh I could do personally, but then when this community came together, it was, uh, it brought about the, the belief that there was a, there's a way out and there was a way through, um, getting our program back. And, uh, so yeah, that, that keeps Stanford wrestling is really what brought that belief in sure. myself and I'm sure in the rest of the Stanford wrestling um, room and community.
1: You know, I got to talk to Jason Borelli. I don't a few times throughout the process right before before he actually got brought back and he was like adamant we are going to fight and like there's you know that, that same thing there's a way out of this what what was the um what did he communicate to you guys about this whole thing he communicated the, message, to him the and rest- for. sorry what's that the message that's the word i couldn't find what's the message he communicated to you guys
0: yeah he communicated that you know we still have a year left, and that there's still change that can be made. You know that he truly believes that no matter what they're saying in the administration, that you know there's really change that can be made. So uh, we took that with our, we took that with every ounce of passion that we have for this for this school and our and our wrestling team and our community, and uh, you know did our best to make that change.
1: Now, a couple getting dropped with COVID and being in, I don't know what your county is necessarily, but I know the restrictions were like, it wasn't easy, right? You guys had to to stay apart from each other. I don't know. You're living in pods of six or something like that. Correct me (laughs) if I'm getting any of this wrong. And you can can only train with these few guys. And there's not even a whole lot of places to train. Everything inside shut down, right? What was what was was it ever discouraging going through the season and and just like it seemed, probably seemed like one thing after oh, they're going to drop the program now oh now we can't go in the wrestling room now we can't have anybody come compete here now we can't leave and compete unless we quarantine for 2 weeks like throughout this whole process did it ever wear on you or become taxing and like just like almost overwhelmed
0: oh yeah oh yeah I'll tell you what I mean personally it was so discouraging that everything was so discouraging that it it looked like it was just going in the in the wrong direction uh and it was to the point that i had to make a decision for myself and do what would best prepare me for my future and i wasn't going to you know try to do tw- cuz in order to graduate which was my main priority i had to get i had to complete 21 units every quarter and <sighs> In order to do that, it was going to be really, really difficult to, um, you know, seek to win a national title at the same time. So yeah. I decided to put put aside wrestling for the year, and uh, me and my family had a really long talk, and uh, that was that was my decision. So I focused on school, and I handled school, and then, uh, of course, as you know, I ended up wrestling, and uh, what really came into that was the really mo- the momentum of, uh, keep Sanford wrestling, you know, me really wanted to come back and make an impact and, uh, a long talk with, uh, another talk with my family. And, you know, obviously, they're, they're really excited about the post season coming up and stuff. And it, it's wrestling and I, I love wrestling. So it was, it was really, really difficult to stay away. And I had already stayed away for, for, for a long time throughout that season. So, uh, I had a change of mind, change, change of heart, and I decided to come back and I felt like I had everything, uh, handled pretty, pretty, pretty well, um, in my, on the, on the academic standpoint. Right.
1: Okay. And then if I remember correctly, you guys took like, uh, you took one road trip. I think your whole season you did in two weeks or a month or something, you, you left and You went all, I don't know, Little Rock, Oregon State. I think there were some places in between. What do you remember about this road trip?
0: Well, I I wasn't on the road trip.
1: Oh, you didn't come till after it.
0: I didn't come until, I think, it was eight or nine days before the Pac-12 championships. (laughs) I didn't train until eight or nine days until the Pac-12 championships.
1: Wow. Were you nervous that you would be like, I'm sure I can only put myself in your shoes. Like, wrestlers they're very prepared people and it takes a lot to be prepared for, for NCAA wrestling and the conditioning and the lungs and the muscle fatigue and everything. Like, were you confident you'd be able to compete or was there something in the back of your head? like, I I might not be, I
0: don't know. Um, it wasn't even in the back of my head. I, I knew that it was going to, I had a disadvantage, you know what I mean? But I wasn't, I'm not the type of person to let, uh, (laughs) my disadvantages and, uh, really take, take the best of me. So Uh, you know, I, I held, I held the most, I, I had the same confidence that I, that I did coming into this past NCAAs and that I will next NCAAs, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think that that really affected me. It was really, truly the preparation that I had going into the
1: tournament. Sure. Uh, tournament comes and goes, Shane wins a title, it's on ESPN, but there's still questions around you know like they still might drop us um and then of course Brelli Brelli doesn't know what's going on so he's got to leave and he's got to find a job right he needs to support his family and everything else that's understandable and I feel bad for him but I I get the decision um where were you what, now do you remember getting the news that it's saved and where were you when you got that news and what was your action
0: I was on campus with my team and we're all staying in little uh cause everything was all secluded and we had to stay in our little kind of small communities in the dorm situation. So I was with my team. We're all living in these, you know, several dorms that are right next to each other. And, uh, and then I hear, and then all the rest of the athletes are actually in the same kind of, uh, dorm area, not the exact same dorm, but the same area. And, uh, I was sleep, I was sleeping in very, very early in the morning, and she's screaming, screaming, and yelling, "We're saved! We're saved!" And it was like literally like a movie. Like it was incredible. Like it was one of the most happiest times of my life. Like I woke up and I, you know, jumped right up, ran outside, like started celebrating with with the all the rest of the athletes and uh, and my team. Man. It was a wonderful moment.
1: I wish. Uh... I wish we could have been a fly on the wall. I wish there was a camera in the corner. We could just—I'm just, I'm just yeah. picturing this this scene of like, like you said, like out of a movie, right? Like joyous, like yeah. dancing in the streets. I'm picturing barefoot and just like yeah. so happy, straight out of bed. That's that's really cool. Now you, you guys are coachless. I mean, head coachless, right? Like like Jason left. What were your thoughts there? Did you start hearing rumors? Did you? I don't know. Did you know Rob Cole much, or I, what's what's that time like in between, and maybe when they finally do announce that it's going to be Rob?
0: Um, I was still concerned as to you know what our coaching staff would look like. Uh, so I was I was just curious, and I we. I didn't like I said I didn't know what the coaching stuff looked like, so I was concerned. One and then two, I knew that I was just curious to see who 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 would come on who'd come on board. Uh, they included a few of us in the process and thinking about what kind of coaches uh, we should go after and um, talking about the pr- prospective coaches and what we thought about them. So. Uh, When I heard Rob Cole, I was incredibly intrigued. You know, Rob Cole is a man, and he's that simple as that.
1: Were you included on, you said they included a few of us on the process of, like, trying to find the next head coach. Were you included in all that process, I guess? Okay, and then what was that like? What were those conversations like?
0: Um, They're really more, uh, like, what our interests were and what we look for in a, co- in a, in a head coach and, uh-huh. uh, kind of what would make us most successful, really, what would, um, where we, who we would th- think that we thrived with most, you know?
1: Uh huh. Yeah. So they said, Rob's name, you, you were intrigued, right? Cause yeah, he's the man, he's done some incredible things at, at Cornell. Um, and it seems like it would transfer, translate well in, into Stanford, right? They're, they're similar institutions, right? Academic, big-time academic institutions. Um, so they hire him. He comes, he brings his staff. He's got Chenzo. You got Grant Leith. There's some um, freestyle guys. Um, I guess just tell me about the season, um, working with the new staff, how that transition was, and and what the season was like under new guidance.
0: Um. Man, I tell you what the coaching staff did a better job than I anticipated because you know coming into a new program it's 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 uh it's difficult for a lot of reasons for the you know the us wrestlers on the team getting used to our new coaching staff you know we haven't the different styles of coaching you know so I, they really did a remarkable job of coming in and you know just becoming a part of the family and it was just like they had been there already it was like you know we had spent a few years with them already so um they did a really good job what it was made the process it, easy
1: for me. Yeah, it was ahead. like it was it was, it, was, it, was, it
0: was it was like it was meant it was meant to be you know what i mean it made it really easy
1: how important is is uh connecting with the coach on a on a personal level right not just being like oh these people are good at showing wrestling moves and maybe doing the things it takes to run a program, promoting and fundraising and everything else. But like those personal connections are just as, if not more important, right?
0: Absolutely. I mean, they, of course, they're there to help you and guide you to be the best you. I mean, hopefully not just on the, on the wrestling mat, hopefully, uh, you know, outside of the wrestling mat as well. So that's a personal relationship is really, really important.
1: Yeah. Um. And it seemed like you you maybe didn't wrestle a full schedule this year. Um, why, why was that? Was that on purpose? Were you dinged up? Was it just school, like you had mentioned before?
0: Yeah. So my fall quarter, we decided that it'd be best for me to take a leave of absence, um, just because I had been so one personally for for me, I had been so uh, dedicated to to my school. I kind of like lost my kind of, I felt like I really like lost passion in going, to, going to class. And I, I love class and like throughout high school and even the beginning of, uh, at Stanford, like I really, really enjoy going to class and learning, uh, you know, so going, taking those 21 units every quarter kind of was
1: <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: very heavy and, um, kind of felt like I, you know, just got burned out and was like, I need, I need a little time to take to myself and, you know, start so and then take and then go into the winter quarter, taking a little lighter, lighter load. So I can enjoy these classes, you know, enjoy school again.
1: I think that's awesome that, you know, I, th- I think a lot of, and I'm not excluded from this. A lot of college wrestlers, they like, they want to wrestle and then there's the school too. So they'll, they'll do it because that's part of the deal. But it sounds like you're like, all in on school and and enjoy going to classes and I think that's great because I don't I don't know that that's the case case with all wrestlers. What? Why? Why? I don't know if you can I don't know if you can answer this right. If, uh, why do you think that is?
0: Um, yes. that's a really good question. It's a really good question. Uh, to give a solid answer, I feel like I'd have to think about it a little more. But I I feel like maybe just off the top of my head, uh it's 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 very difficult to to balance uh multiple things in your life and and very difficult to have to be passionate about multiple things in your life and uh you know there's a lot of truly there's a lot of uh a lot of the social aspect of my life that i kind of sacrificed for for my passion for school and wrestling so um I don't think a lot of people are willing to sacrifice that social aspect in their lives. And then um, another thing, I think just as wrestlers, we, we're, we're different we have, a, we're built to fight, you know, we're, we're built for war, we're built for battle. So I think maybe that mindset is less um, trend, isn't, isn't accurately or effectively translated to like a perspective in school. I think that I translate my perspective in wrestling, like being a warrior into, into school. And like, I'm so, I'm a very competitive person and I let that drive me and I let that um, drive my success. So both in wrestling and in school. So when I'm in school and I'm in class, you know, I, I'm close to my classmates, you know, but I also compete with them. And I also want to, I want to do better than them. You know, I want to have really good, I want to have better insight with, I don't know, just little things. But like I said, I, I don't think that that mindset is also translated into wrestling. And I think that wrestlers need to do better at uh, translating that mindset and being th- that same competitive person with that same drive um, also in your education, because your education is very, very, very important. You know, it it's what, it's what, I mean, I think it's what truly matters. And at the end of the day, because what you know, and, you know, it can take you so, so far.
1: That's awesome. I was, you answered my next question without even asking. I was going to say, do you, are you competitive in the classroom? Are you trying to compete with, with your classmates and get better grades or this and that? And it sounds like the answer is yes. So hats off to you. Um, Back to competition, NCAA championships, right? So that was a month ago or something like that. I believe you came in as the four seed Nick Lee's the returning champ, the heavy favorite probably. I don't know. When you, when you look at brackets, right? Everybody I know we all take it match at a time, but at, at the same time, we all going to see where we're at and what our path to victory would be. What what would you think when you saw saw brackets whenever they came out? Or did you look at them?
0: Um I looked at them. Yeah. I, uh, I right. thought that I really thought I really <laughs> was amazed how accurate I was at predicting where I was going to be at and where <laughs> everyone else was going to be at really yeah, so i was I was pretty darn on point like so I kind of it was exactly what I expected, and I felt good going into it.
1: sure um, man how did you feel about the performance? I guess you know you, you win, I think you, you cr- crushed up in through the quarters and then obviously you 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 run into to Nick Lee in the semis three two. Um, it ha- had to have been his closest match this year because he didn't lose one. Um, How did you feel about that?
0: Um, How did you feel you wrestled I in felt, that match? I felt, I felt like I wrestled okay. I, I, I felt, I mean, obviously disappointed in the loss, but I felt like uh, they're very small things. Of course, there are the you know we're the top, yeah. top one percent of the of the wrestling community, so there, it, it's just very small minor adjustments that i needed to make that i kind of started making uh throughout the match but by the end of the match i was he had gotten me so worn out and slowed me down a lot that it was it was hard to capitalize on it on the adjustments but uh how i felt about the match i mean i was disappointed I i knew that i knew that i was the, i felt like i was the better rest, better wrestler you know what i mean so and I know that I'm am the better wrestler. Uh, it's just that I have to fine tune those adjustments and uh, and uh, prove that you know. Describe. And it's not over. You know, I I want to I want to go in the Olympic. I want to be on the Olympic team. You know, I want to be yeah. the 2024. That's my that's my dream.
1: Hell yeah! Talk to me about this. Uh, that that Saturday night session, right? They got the, the semifinals going on. Big deal. The blood rounds on the outside. There's like so much emotion. You can call it tension. There's so much energy. I mean, I'm just sitting in the back with a camera, and I can. You hear the crowd, and you can feel. You know, you see the the elation. Kids are elated when they win. Kids are devastated when they lose. You can you can feel and see. The emotion and and the energy in the building. What's it like from the perspective of somebody who's competing? What what was it like for you, either walking in the building, or or warming up, or being in the back for the for the first two weights while you know the the finals are being set? The place is packed.
0: Yeah, you just talking about it, I can't help to smile because like, it was just <laughs> such an incredible experience, like going out there and wrestling for that many people, and just all the up, even the ups and downs are just it's just an incredible experience to be a part of and uh even to witness too you know i i was also a spectator as well as a competitor down there and it was it was awesome it was it was an experience like like none other um it's it's really difficult to put into words like what it felt like because it was like it was just everything that i had i had imagined and and more in what that experience would be like because you know growing up that's where I, every time I wrestled, that's where I imagined myself, you know? So, uh, it was just, it was, it, was, it was a wonderful, wonderful time. Yeah. <laughs> I had a great time, you know?
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Because it really is. I'm glad you hear that. I think some guys maybe put too much pressure on themselves and don't, aren't able to enjoy it. You know, has that ever been the case with you where you're so focused on winning or wrestling or performing that you forget to enjoy it or not able to?
0: That I mean, that's happened before. Yeah. I've, but I learned from it, and that was, it was a while back, like in high school. It, it, I really let myself, like you know, get in my head and put too much pressure. And, um, but I, I've learned from that, and I've grown up a lot. So now it's, I really put a lot of, a lot less pressure on myself. Of course, there's pressure, but it's not to the point where it's, it affects me in any way. But. I let the pressure drive me now. And it's more of a, it's more of really, I just really just enjoying the experience, you know? It's that's like, I'm per- just living a dream with my eyes open out there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: living a dream with my eyes open. I love it. That, but that's a really pr- a mature perspective, like being able to identify that in high school, right? Was it like a, a, a match or a tournament or an instance in particular, or was it just kind of I- an overall Thing that you just figured out.
0: Yeah, it was it was actually mat uh ma- I mean match and tournament in particular my sophomore year when I went undefeated and um, I was killing it that year I won Ironman and then uh, I majored the kid in the sectional finals the week before. And then I lost to him at the last second at the the state finals, you know, it was just a really, really brutal situation. And and it was solely to do with, you know, where I was at in my head and my, I was, I was, I was still young, you know, I obviously thought I had everything together, but I was still young and went into the tournament thinking, you know, what if I lose? What if I, you know, what if I just went this whole way undefeated and then I just, You know, he's a, he's a solid, he can maybe, what if he pulled some, like those thoughts are just, I let them get, get in my head and overwhelm me. I mean, maybe they're going to get in your head, but you can't like give any meaning or significance to them. Like, it's not what's, it's not, first of all, what is going to happen because you're in control of that, you know, as much as you can be. Um, But secondly, like, why is that? Going to be something that you're thinking about going into a match that you want to win. Like, if, is that going to help you? No, it's not going to help you. That shouldn't be something that you give significance to.
1: And at the time, and still, right, winning state title is a big deal. But at the time, huge deal, right? Once it's passed and you're onto the NCAs, it's actually a great place to to learn a lesson, right? Like, okay, i botched a state title, whatever. But now uh NCAs and, and Olympics, right? Is what you mentioned is what you're really looking forward to. So probably a a, a pretty not ideal scenario, but a, in the end a pretty good one to a pretty good place to learn a lesson, I would think, right? Absolutely. So NCAA's come, you 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 win all American honors, feeling good. Um boom. You entered the tr- the transfer portal. When did when did uh that decision get made and, and why? To, to enter the so transfer
0: portal first. Say that again?
1: Yeah. What, the, what, when and why was the decision made to, en- to enter the transfer portal?
0: Um, so going into the end of the season, I kind of knew that I was going to graduate. And um, knowing that when I graduate, I, you know, I fulfill my dream in being here at Stanford and, um, you know, getting my degree. So going into that, like I said, going into the end of the season, I started to, uh, I made the decision to start looking at where I would, where I can put myself in the best environment to succeed um, in wrestling. So, um, I mean, I started thinking about schools and I thought about, of course, Iowa and Michigan and uh, Penn State a little bit. And, uh, and those were kind of the main, main three. I felt like I could put myself in the best environment um, so that kind of what what was when what went into uh, making the decision to go on the transfer portal
1: sure uh, and then just a day or a couple days I mean that was I think the, that was earlier this week maybe or was that or late last week but you know then why the decision to land at, at, at Iowa
0: okay so I enter the transfer portal you know I know these coaches who I want to call and uh, Tom Brand is the first coach I call. I call him up, um, first coach I call because he's the first one who answered. (laughs) But I call him up and uh, he answers me. We have a good conversation and he tells me he's gonna book a flight, booking a flight tomorrow to come see me. And I said, okay, let's let's, let's have, a you know, great, wonderful. We have a conversation face to face. So the next day I see him, talk to him, face, sit down with him and uh, we have a conversation just about the, about what I was like and the opportunities that I have there um, on the mat and uh, all my partners that I'm going to be, that I'm going to have. And, you know, Ironman staying there, I'm going to have uh, Max Mirren, 49, I'm going to have uh, Pat Lugo to train with Um the Santos 33 you know I have I have a lot of really great partners and it's gonna be a really great environment and that's what I was looking for and uh, he said that you know he's gonna offer me a full ride and and just the what really sold me is the opportunity to compete at somewhere like Iowa like that competing at, in a home duel in front of 15,000 fans is is what could what more could you want as a as a competitor you know especially as a wrestler who that you don't really get that many you don't ever get that many fans at one home duel, certainly you know not for Stanford yet hopefully you know we continue to grow our uh fan base, but you know most anywhere anywhere you're not gonna get fifteen thousand fans at a home duel so uh just that i've really, really think that I can thrive in that environment. I want, I want that, you know, I want to put on a show. And I really think that I can do that there, there at Iowa.
1: It's, it's an amazing environment. Kyle's probably been to 50 duels there, maybe more. I don't know, over the years. I've been to, I've been to plenty. Have you ever been to Carver, like during an event? Yeah, Yeah, matter of
0: fact, it's funny because I feel like life comes full circle because uh, in high school, you know, I was in Chicago, so I was right there, yeah. and I would go to Iowa to both train and watch their duels. So uh, it's it's like a, you know, somewhat of a. I felt I felt what it felt like, you know, gr- growing up. So it was it, it yeah it's, it, it was almost a no brainer for me.
1: So you you call Tom, he answers the next day. He's flown out to see you did you talk to any other coaches or was it just like that? I, I, that, this is it. I actually, we're good. I'm going to Iowa. Done.
0: Yeah. It was more of a, you know, I, I wanted to talk to other coaches, but um, I feel like didn't have the ur- the same urgency as he did first of all. And, um, and he, it was, it seemed like everything I I was looking for. And ultimately when you have, you know, everything that you're looking for right in front of your face, you take that opportunity.
1: You know, you, you grew up going to Iowa Meets, even though your, your, your dream was to go to Stanford and get a degree, which you are going to finish up, I think you said this summer, with that degree. Was mm-hmm. any part of you, did any part of you want to go compete for the Hawkeyes when you were younger?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, going, going and being there, uh, it was a great environment. Um, pretty intense and in what I was used to in high school. You know, Izzy style is, is intense. Yeah. And uh, and I thrive in that environment, though. That's where, that's what the envir- kind of environment I succeed most at. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited. But to answer your question, yeah, I did. I mean, that, that was somewhere where I felt like I wanted to go, but I also valued my education highly. So um, I think Stanford was truly the best place for me to continue to, and do my undergrad
1: yeah fantastic um okay i'm sure you're not uh going to be surprised that there's been some rumors or a lot of rumors circling your name going to iowa maybe going anywhere else nil deals are there have you done struck any nil deals um in college or recently
0: um i mean i've had a you know several here and there here at Sanford, but none at Iowa Yeah, I know there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, you know, I talked to a few of the wrestlers about different opportunities that they have, but I know Iowa's a massive fan base. I'm going to have a lot of lot of opportunities there. Um, yeah. There hasn't been, like, I haven't, I haven't made it an IELDA yet. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, but, you know, it's not like a, it, it, all this, like, social media, like, I don't know, it's, it's crazy, but it's cool. <laughs> think about, think about it, It's like, cool, these numbers are going around, but, like, let me get that in my pocket. <laughs> where, where is it at? <laughs> you know? So I'm going to go find it, though. You know, I'm going to figure it out.
1: When when you hear this, right, I don't know, they're like one, two, quarter million, 300. Well, there's The numbers are kind of crazy. When you hear these things and people are saying oh he he's accepted cuz he's getting all this money what's that make you what's that make you think how does that make you feel
0: um i don't really i don't really give any like thought to like i don't know you say those things you say that it's just like it doesn't mean much it's not like not like that's what i'm actually getting yeah so I don't really, I don't know. It's just, it's just media. It's just social media. Like that's how it works. (laughs) Things are going to be said that are just ridiculous. And you just, you know, look at them, brush them off. And it is what it is.
1: (laughs) Man, that's a great perspective. Uh, What, what, just NIL in general, right? I think it's been a year or maybe it'll be a year in July or something like that. What are your thoughts on just the general idea of, you know, NCAA athletes being able to capitalize on name, image, and likeness?
0: Um, it's incredible. It's a great opportunity for us. It's something that I think that we deserve. you know we put a lot of put our whole lives and our passion into this, our hearts into this. and I think that we should get some compensation out of it to help us out through our through, uh, throughout our college experience and uh, hopefully help help set, it, set us up for our uh, careers and our life after college wrestling, you know.
1: I, I, and and I, every every athlete's different, right? Uh, Spencer Lee's wildly popular. I, I, maybe he's got an agent, but uh, maybe not. But how do you see this transpiring? Do you think college athletes will need an agent or somebody to help them broker deals at some point?
0: Uh, I think that's important, of course. If uh, you don't, you know, you don't know much about money, especially someone for me, like like me. Luckily, I have a lot of people and a good network of, of people who are really intelligent and smart with, um, you know, making money. But a lot of people, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids are going to come up who don't come from money and do, who don't come from that environment of, you know, they're going to need agents. Agents are probably a really good idea.
1: All right. you think you'd, do you see yourself getting an agent before you graduate? Um, are you not gra- you're graduating this you're graduating this summer, but before you finish up your eligibility?
0: Um, I have a lot of really good people I feel like around me um, that are willing to do anything for me and that are really smart um, with this, these kind of things. So I don't know if I, I don't know if I will. It's a, it's a good question though maybe you know maybe out there in Iowa.
1: Sure. You know? Uh, so you're you're you said you're finishing school like through the summer, right? I think maybe August, and then August you pack your stuff and head back to the Midwest.
0: Yes, sir. That's
1: exciting. <laughs> it's exciting, man. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, we're, we're watching you in the black and gold. will be something, and the fan base, I'm sure, it'll be electric. Uh, so we're kind of we're kind of heading down towards the end of the line. But Kyle Klingman's been patiently waiting over here, um, calculating things, taking notes. I don't know what he does. He just sits there and. And he's, he's great, but he's got a little game for you, and uh, okay. he's going to take it over. Okay.
2: I don't know what I do either, so I'm I'm on board with Mark. So good, good insight. <laughs> uh, it's our game called Sweat It Out. Real? Are you ready to play? Yes, sir. All right. Question How number one. Let's test your uh, your Iowa history. What uh, What year did Tom Brands win an Olympic gold medal?
0: Oh man. Oh man! Wait, wait, wait. Let me think. Was it ninety-eight?
1: Close. <laughs> two years before that, 96? There ninety-six. There we go. We'll 96. give it to him. Ninety-six. Okay. <laughs> He's already Number sweating, two. Kyle. Sweat <laughs>
0: out. You got me. First question. <laughs>
2: Number two: What Red Sox pitcher threw Yankees coach Don Zimmer to the ground during the two thousand three American League Championship Series?
0: I have no idea. What?
2: Pedro Martinez. That's just a random
1: question here? Oh, wait, they, they didn't right, get them right.
2: <laughs> Number three, who, who holds the single season? Yeah. Them.
1: I do, I do a lot. Of- <laughs> <really Yeah>.
2: <laughs> who holds the single season rushing r- yards record in the football bowl division? So in college football, who holds the single season rushing record? Um, I'm not sure, Reggie Bush? Guy named Barry Sanders. Oh, what?
0: That's my favorite football player. I should know that.
1: <laughs> Kyle probably did some research and somehow figured out that you like Barry Sanders, and that's why he made this question. If I know I Kyle... I
0: a paper on it in elementary school. Did you get a hold of that somehow?
1: <laughs> if I know Kyle, somehow he found it!
2: <laughs> dude's dude's a, a wizard. All right, number four. Where did Magic Johnson play basketball in college? College,
1: yeah, I don't know. Michigan State. Where where we are? They, usually, there's they're tied. There's some theme here. I don't. Am I missing the theme today? Well, I thought you liked the Lakers.
0: I I do like the Lakers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Magic Johnson's like fifty-five.
0: Oh man.
2: <laughs> I mean, there's a new show. There's a new HBO series about the Lakers. So I just thought, well, maybe you're watching it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And then number five. I uh, What's that? I, oh, go ahead. <laughs> Iowa I has seven I
0: three. Go ahead. No, no, I just said I have too much school going on. Oh, okay. well, that's fair. Yeah.
1: That's fair.
2: And then number five, Iowa has seven three-time NCAA champions. Name one, and one can't be Spencer Lee.
0: Okay, Tom Brands. Oh, wait.
2: Yeah. Yep. Don't, no, don't, uh, yeah. don't, 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 <laughs>
1: don't, don't go backwards um, there. You got it. Three of them. I no, you said, said name just name one, one 3 times. Oh, name one. Tom Brands. Can you yeah, name two name more one, just yeah. for,
0: for bonus points? Oh, man. No, I'd have to think. No. I don't how think How about,
1: so. how about, um, was Barry Davis three-timer? And Jim Zaleski? And... Yeah. and Ah uh, Lincoln Maclravy go ahead and hit myself.
0: yeah, right that's what I'm saying he's still in the show
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just trying to make the show um okay, what we get two out of five there? Uh, two out of five three if you that's count'
2: incredible. helping him with the well, Olympic team. I,
1: how about this if you're if you get two out of five on sweated out but you get a Stanford degree I think yeah I think yeah I I'd, I'd take the degree so that's okay.
0: I <laughs> know. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna improve my. My sweated out.
1: Skills. All right. All right. We'll get you back on, and we'll 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 wrangle up another set of questions. That's um, oh, good. I'll we'll try to get you. So we got one more game before okay. before we let you go. Um, we'll call this one wins and whoopins. All right. So this is like thinking back over the span of your career from uh, your first match as a youth through NCAA's this year. Can you think of one win that stands out as memorable? It can be like. The best win you ever had, or a, a, a good come from behind win, or um, avenging a loss, or I, whatever it is. For what, it can be youth, high school, college, freestyle, folkstyle, Greco, beach. I don't know. One win that stands out as memorable, and one like just ass whooping that everybody everybody takes one at some point, right? That you mm-hmm. you just like came off the mat, and you, you wish nobody would ask you about, but here I am asking you to talk about it. One win, one whooping. Uh, answer either one first.
0: Um, say a win. I'm trying to think. Probably say, I mean, just to keep it consistent, I'll say uh, just recently my um, Pac-12 championship win because I had taken a loss there before and then uh, a loss would be, you know, the same to the same guy. At, in our do mate, and I was a, I got pinned, a quick pin, and I just, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be asked about that. I'm just
1: like, you know. But well, here I am. Here I am <laughs> asking you about it. Yeah. So that's cool though. Um, I appreciate you coming forth with that that information and talking about it. And really, I appreciate you taking the time to to chat with us today. It's smart. It's eight. 849 on the on the west coast. So, early riser for you, but uh man, it has been a joy and it's it's cool to hear your story from getting to Stanford, thinking it's drop, sticking around, taking the extra course load and and coming back and and becoming an All-American this year before um transferring out to Iowa. So, really exciting uh really exciting things for you to come in the future and uh we wish you the best of luck. We're going to give you the final word before we let you go anything you want to say about anything.
0: Um Coach Blake just texted me that my biggest whooping is his whooping that he gave me after practice when my freshman year when I wanted to go to Vegas for a UFC fight.
1: <laughs> oh, Let's hear this story. This sounds like a good one. <laughs> no, I just wanted to go to Vegas
0: because there was a big uh, John Jones UFC fight going on, and and I had a good relationship with, with him. And, uh, and I asked him, and <laughs> he said, that wasn't a good idea. And <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. We just, you know, maybe tussled me a little bit in the room, but he's big.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, shout out to Coach Blake. Uh, oh.
0: any, no, the last words, I mean, uh, probably I'm I'm really excited to, uh, to compete for Iowa. And I'm looking forward to putting on a show for all the Iowa fans out there. And uh, I just want you to know that that's that's my goal and i'm excited to do that for you guys
1: awesome well real we're excited to see you next year in the black and gold and and hopefully get to get out the carver and catch a duel because it's always great so thanks so much for joining us and and best luck to you moving forward thank you much all right thanks man have a great day all right kyle another solid show real woods kind of laying out what, what what went down so really good conversation with him
2: fascinating guy
1: and smart guy just a,
2: a unique path and boy if he's uh if he's looking for 15,000 fans he's got the right place
1: yeah yeah excited to see him like I said in the black and gold so uh that'll do it for today's show that'll do it for this week we'll be back on Monday of next week so for real woods and Kyle Klingman I'm Mark Bader thanks so much we'll see you next time bye-bye <laughs>